mm-hmm. would come to CVS <laughs> during my 20 minute break. Cause I had like a four hour shift or like 15, mm-hmm. 20 minute break. And I would go into his truck and blow him <laughs> and then go on back. your break. Hello and welcome to the Roast of Your Teenage Self podcast. I am your host, your roast coming queen, a girl who once decided she wanted to go on MTV's Made for ice skating, but then immediately abandoned the idea when her parents bought her ice skates, Elise Morales. And with us today, we have such a funny friend. She's a writer. She's a stand-up. You've read her work in Betches and in the Old Pro newsletter. But before all of that, she was a graduate of South Portland High School. It's Irene Fagan Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I know. This, you're a veteran of our live show. Um, dates know. coming in 2021. 2021. Today's coming in 2022. <laughs> 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 I already don't know what fucking year it is. Um, but yeah, so I know a little bit of what to expect from teen, uh, teen yeah. Irene. Even a couple of PowerPoints for this. I think I did one of them at the Annoyance Theater, which doesn't even exist anymore. So it's been a while. Yeah, uh, the roast has been performed at many venues that either don't exist anymore or are um, converted into gay bars, as Legion was. (laughs) Your culture. (laughs) Um, Okay, South Portland High School, what kind of mascot are we working with here? Um, this is such a good question um, because it is, I'm just, it's a red riot, which is just a ball of fire. Wow. <laughs> understand or forgive whoever, what that was like, who, what were they thinking with that one? The red riot. Yeah. And I don't think we ever had anyone dress up as the mascot because it was just too embarrassing to have someone dress up <laughs> as a ball of fire, like running around the court. It's also, I'm like focused on the riot aspect. Like I've never seen the word riot used in that way. Me either. I like, <laughs> I feel like that was my introduction to it. Like, cause I, I didn't have a vast vocabulary. I went to a public mm-hmm. school in Maine. Um, <laughs> So I feel like when I started hearing riot as the way it, you know, is normally used, I was like, yeah, like the ball of fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like the guy who runs out onto the field, a riot. Yeah. You know, the mascot. And they're like, no, no. That's very strange. It really is. I want, wow. You know, I think there's a whole, there's a podcast within this podcast about mascots and how (laughs) places get their mascot, because I, I always think that that'll be like, just a throwaway question when people come on the podcast initially but then like sometimes it becomes really it it it, like it asks for further questioning we've had many strange mascots and also many people whose schools no longer have the mascot that they used to have because it was racist the riot is at least you know not very problematic but um yeah no it'd be like you know other teams were you know lions bears and then we were the the riot riot. Oh, riots. <laughs> <laughs> that is so odd. There's but I never- do, he is an everyman. <laughs> to be up any person, any color, creed can be a big ball of fire. Truly, which is perfect if for you- a town full of white people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Irene, I want to dive more into South Portland High School. We already, 
we've already uncovered a vast well of strangeness. <laughs> but before we do that, I got I gotta get us into our first segment. This is called It's Teen News. Uh, this is a segment where usually, okay, so usually what happens is I Google the word teenager and then a bunch of really sad articles come up or like stuff that I don't want to see. And then I sort through that and I find something funny or fun to share on the pod. This, I, this time I did not have to do that because this, this bit of teen news came up organically when I was listening to NPR <laughs> and I rushed to my, my laptop to jot it down uh, as our segment. Um, this, so this, uh, this is like month old TikTok news, which is like appropriate, I think for a 31 year old engaging in TikTok anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the 31 year old in case anyone's wondering. All right. So this is an article. Uh, it's called the devious licks TikTok challenge has students stealing toilets and vandalizing bathrooms. I love where this is going. Mm -hmm. So in the latest trend to go viral on TikTok a month ago, <laughs> called devious licks middle school and high school and college students vandalize school properly property, vandalize school property, most commonly bathrooms, and post their results on social media. In response, some schools are locking bathrooms for large portions of the day. Uh, the article that I was reading said that Shakopee West Middle School in Minnesota declined to comment on why, <laughs> on the fact that they have closed their bathrooms. If you search for the term devious licks on TikTok now, a message from the app appears that said no results found. This phrase may be associated with behavior or content that violates our guidelines. Promoting a safe and positive experience on TikTok is our top priority. For more information, we invite you to review our community guidelines. Then, so I'm Googling all over because I find this fascinating. So I find another article on ABC News and they say that, um, so pictures received by ABC7 News show that a pictures received by ABC seven news show a school bathroom stall in a Bay area middle school vandalized with toilet paper rolls all over the floor and dropped in the toilet, which was just kind of the standard at my middle school. So I'm like, was my school vandalized? <laughs> like the restroom. Um, sadly, school staff in multiple districts say that this is a part of the TikTok bathroom challenge. The kids are destroying the bathrooms, the soap dispensers. They're destroying the stuff. They're putting tissues and soap dispensers in the toilet, one teacher said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. This also led me, this ABC News article then also led me to another article called, this is just the headline. Let's see if you can see where this one's going, Irene. Outlet challenge could cause fire or serious injuries. Fire investigators warn. <laughs> Property damage. Do we know if Antifa is involved behind this? Yeah. That one involves like you put like the block, like a charging block for your phone charger in, in the wall, but you like lean it out a little and then you try to drop a penny in between the charger and the wall and then everything gets electrified and it explodes your outlet in your parents basement oh good <laughs> so all of this is to say what was did teen irene ever engage in any devious licks was she a vandal at any point what was her biggest act of destruction 
you know, it's funny because I mean, we're similar in age. I'm 29 and I feel like mm-hmm. we came up as teens, like when social media was kind of becoming a thing, like my mm-hmm. was probably huge when I was like in middle school. And then I think I got a Facebook, like my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom right away. I mean, my parents, my mom still doesn't have a cell phone. My dad just got <laughs> very like anti-tech. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, horrified and they were like, you know, you can't post things on the internet because like it will ruin your life. And like they had some points like they were like, don't be stupid and like post like you're an idiot because you're 14 and you're posting mm-hmm. all the dumb shit you do online. And I think they were like almost ahead of like, being like you're gonna get canceled but we didn't have terminology for that. <laughs> <laughs> we got like canceled for was like getting canceled from the lacrosse team like you'd get kicked <laughs> off for, like pictures of you drinking like at a party <laughs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that, that was the original form of cancellation yeah. <laughs> was being kicked off the lacrosse team for no drinking lacrosse for you <laughs> <laughs> I remember we'd have like Bud Lights and we'd like blur them out and be like so obvious of what was in our hands though mm-hmm. um but for that reason, I wasn't allowed to have social media. And um, one night at a sleepover, um, I think in eighth grade, so I was like 13 years old, my friends and I were bored and we hadn't started drinking yet. So we were looking for uh, a sober thrill. And we decided to go down into my basement and see if we could duct tape me to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it successfully. And then like my sister was involved and her friends and they like drew things on me and they put like a heart over my vagina and mm-hmm. then like made the caption. I think this was my space, not Facebook, but I made the caption like I am Jesus. And then um, all the, you know, religious moms got very upset about that. And then my mom grounded me for a month. And it wasn't, so it wasn't because you duct taped yourself to the wall. It was because of the <laughs> blasphemy. I think it was a combination. And also they like, I thought I was getting away with like having like an online presence. I don't know how they found my MySpace, but they printed out the picture on our home computer and like called a family meeting. <laughs> no, <laughs> they to the living room and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and it's just sitting on the table. <laughs> yeah, I think we were like low on ink that day. So it was kind of like, you know, like purple and pink hues. <laughs> Damn. I wonder. See, this is one of the top, there are like five top topics of this podcast. And one of them is nosy ass parents who don't need to be in kids business. And I want to know which parent was looking at your MySpace and why. Yeah, I feel like my parents, I think they had some sort of app where they could like put it on the computer and then like literally see everything I did. And that was like unbeknownst to me. Oh, I thought that you said, I thought that you were saying that other parents also saw the picture saying that you were Jesus. They did. They did. Okay. So that's what I'm wondering. It's like, why are these other parents involved, which should be an internal marrow matter of the duct taping and the blasphemy? I think all of our parents were spying on us and kind of like gossiping about like each other's kids to each other. (laughs) I feel like one thing that I do like is that my parents are like not not only not like technically savvy, but they're not like technically interested at all. And so like, other than like looking at what was immediately available to them on the desktop computer, like they weren't, I don't know that they could have like found my MySpace. You know what? That's an interesting point. Cause like my mom, like I said, still doesn't even have a cell phone, like can't figure out her email password, but this bitch was like, <laughs> yeah, but she's got a spy operation on you. <laughs> 
Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, you can bring that up with your mom when you go home for the next holiday and say, listen, I recontextualized some of our history. Yeah. We're having a, a Christmas party the night I land. So I'll be sure to bring that up after. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> do, do like a thing to get everyone's attention. Clink your glass yeah, and then be like, everyone, I have a question for my mother. We have an unsolved case. How is it that you were able to? Okay. All right. Well, that was our segment teen news. You did fabulously. Uh, all right. Shifting back to you, uh, South Portland High School, what is the vibe of this high school? Let's get the lay of the land. Yes. So um, South Portland is in Maine. It's a, a pretty small town in Maine. Maine, when I was in high school, was the whitest state in the country. Uh, I Congratulations. Think, <laughs> I think uh, now we're beat by Vermont. But um, so yeah, just like very aggressively white um, and South Portland like was kind of known for being like the, cause we were wedged in between um, this other town, Cape Elizabeth, which is kind of like the richer town and Portland, which is like the quote unquote city. And mm-hmm. we were kind of known as being like trashy and um, like we were called SOPO for short. And like all the girls were called SOPO hoes. Of course, of course, of course. It was more like misogyny at play because there was no term for the boys. (laughs) Yeah, oh, of course. Well, there would never be a term for the boys. Like every, I feel like there were so many schools that it was like the girls that go to that school are sluts. And it's like, maybe you just think all girls are sluts. Like that's kind of what you think. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And then there was a lot, I think like a lot of like, there was a lot of like fights that broke out in the hallways and a lot of the like boys thought they were like hard and gangster and like said they they would just like say they were part of the bloods and crips and I'm like that's not really how it works like you guys aren't actually a part of these like legitimate gangs yeah Um, and do they have an outpost in Maine (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) like are they are they active in that state like I think we really just like thought we were hard but we were just like working class middle class white families who were like doing fine yeah okay (laughs) got it that was the vibe and okay so where does teen Irene fit into the social picture what were your what were your activities where were you getting your friends from etc so um this is one of my one of my controversial things about my past. Uh, it's one of the worst sentences you can utter, and that is that I was popular in high school. Wow! <laughs> wow! And did you know it? Like you knew it at the time? I think so. I mean, I wasn't like my school wasn't like you know like a mean girl situation. Like there wasn't like a queen bee or like like the hierarchy wasn't really there. There was just different. Okay. Well, that means it was you. <laughs> that absolutely means it was you (laughs) (laughs) there was just like all these different groups and I was kind of friends with like a lot of them Mm. and I also had a lot of friends at different schools um and I did that's very popular I was on JV teams I was never like a jock um and then I stopped doing sports like halfway through I was a big party girl I partied a lot you know me so let's pull up your first photo actually because you're literally licking a Bacardi bottle in a classic Mm -hmm. teen photo so I feel like this is a very popular girl picture you're blonde you got you got the low-rise jeans on I mean you're blonde now but you're blonde then as well you've got the low-rise jeans on midriffs showing 
little mm-hmm. tank top and she's licking a bottle of Bacardi. Bacardi raspberry, I believe. And my boobs are not that size. Like I am absolutely wearing the biggest Victoria push-up bra you can ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Tightest little polka dot tank top you could get on you. Remember when polka dots were big and they're like not really a thing anymore. Yeah, uh, polka dots were a big pattern. Um, I feel like there was just a lot of like cutesiness going on yeah, in yeah. the in the early 2000s. And like Delia's, do you remember that? Yeah. You always wanted to look like a cute little slut. Yeah. <laughs> and I still do. Yeah, that's that's still true. Um, but that it was very like, yeah, like pink and girly. And I feel like polka dots were part of that. Yeah, and midriff. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the teenagers now, like they a lot of them like look like adults. They have like a full beat. Yeah. And they're like, they're like fashion is on point. They're in like all black. I don't know. They're, they have a sophistication. I agree. I agree. But yeah, this is, this is a classic Friday night of getting absolutely hammered in my friend's kitchen. It looks. But so yeah. is this a parents are home situation or parents are often away? This I recognize as my friend's house and her um, parents were literally always gone. So we were at her house a lot. And sometimes we would like, you know, invite like the lacrosse team over like you know the senior boys but I if I remember correctly I believe this was the night of just the girls just the girls getting drunk and probably kissing each other (laughs) (laughs) oh and and, and that's like also exactly what the boys are like imagining you're doing all the time (laughs) yeah it's true gentlemen (laughs) okay so when did out like when did Irene take her first drink? Who introduced drugs and partying into the equation? You know, I had I think I smoked weed first. I smoked weed in eighth mm-hmm. grade. Um, I remember it perfectly. One because I wore my hugs not drug shirt, and I thought that was the funniest fucking thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so it was planned I mean I feel like that's how the first time always happened oh know, yeah sometimes was- not but it was like a planned meetup yeah. I had a crush on this guy who like smoked weed and he was like do you want to smoke weed in the woods with me and I was like obviously and I was like wow I'm so scared um and then we went and we like went into the woods where people like walk their dogs and we like lit up and then we heard like a crack of a twig which was like very probably just someone like walking their dog and we were like mm-hmm. please <laughs> I ran home <laughs> like, <laughs> there, like a mile <laughs> and didn't look back and then like got into my house like out of breath and was like I'm probably high I had one hit um and was like the police are after me like <laughs> I also so here's another thing that I wish I had realized as a teenager because I did a lot of smoking where you just kind of like wandered into a wooded area as well that was like how things went down in northern Virginia as well but I was always so scared of anyone seeing me and then now I think back and I'm like what would they have done (laughs) if a random family saw me smoke weed like what were they gonna do they couldn't have stopped me they couldn't have apprehended me they didn't like (laughs) really nothing bad could have happened other than the police themselves showing up which like why would the police be coming into the woods (laughs) just doing their rounds yeah you know how the police will just kind of walk into the woods (laughs) for no reason (laughs) absolutely okay so it started then 
yeah take me on your journey alcohol I think like my 14th birthday we did like shots in my parents kitchen while they were asleep and like was like I'm wasted off like two shots of remember you would like we would go into my parents liquor cabinet and then we'd have like a Poland spring bottle Mm -hmm. and we'd mix them all together yep and then take shots of them which is absolutely vile (laughs) it's it's actually disgusting um and I actually uh I put water in my dad's alcohol to like make it not <laughs> was it in the freezer? No, it was I okay. he had like a bar in our basement and I took some tequila out of it, which first of all it was like really nice tequila. And I put it in a water bottle and I replaced the I put two shots of water or like whatever, however many shots I took, I put that much water in it. And my dad like had his friend over and he was like, I got to show you this amazing tequila. And then they (laughs) went to drink it and he was like, something's really wrong with this. That's again, like being so overcautious where like our parents probably never would have noticed that we took like two shots out of their. (laughs) Absolutely. But they will notice if you replace their really, really fancy tequila with water. (laughs) Oh man. I had a young roommate who um did that to my gin but it was in the freezer like here in brooklyn like in our adult mm-hmm. life and obviously it froze and i was like girl <laughs> that's that's really crazy <laughs> i was like how did you not learn this in high school yeah you can't you can't okay also yeah to any teens listening <laughs> you can't put water in alcohol that goes into the freezer because the oh, alcohol freeze. won't freeze and the water will and then you'll be caught tips and tricks so don't do that I think my I think the only like actual teenager who listens to this is my cousin Nina so Nina Nina this is for you baby girl Nina do not replace your dad's (laughs) alcohol with water if he puts it in the freezer because it'll freeze and you'll be caught all right (laughs) I want to move on because you actually provided us with your school photo and I really love this because this also really gives popular girl this it's the it's the crimped hair I guess not fully crimped but it has the energy of crimped hair I believe we've got a puka shell necklace on here it's a puka shell necklace absolutely and that's a poof in the front yeah you gotta I think the crimp energy the crimp vibe that you're picking up on is that Mm -hmm. I have wavy hair but then I just absolutely doused it in like whatever fucking spray gel and till the point that it was crunchy oh were you a crunch girl absolutely a crunch girl I um I always really wanted the crunch and I didn't understand how it was achieved and then I realized it's like you just put massive amounts of gel in your hair and you crunch it Mm -hmm. and then I had the bangs at one point with like straightening the bangs they're they're poofed back here in a little bobby pin but I would do the the straight bangs with the the crunch we had horrible looks (laughs) yeah it's really interesting to see the 2000s come back but like there there are certain things that they're leaving behind and you notice yeah I don't see anybody with a skirt over jeans that's not coming back. The amount of layering that we did was absolutely humiliating. It it was layering and it was also like without rhyme or reason. Like I would wear 15 shirts. Like <laughs> not having rhyme or reason is like what made it cooler. And then they had the, remember the point where you could even buy shirts that would look like it was like a long sleeve shirt underneath a short sleeve one, but it was just sewn in. Yep. 
PacSun. PacSun was the ultimate purveyor uh, of the fake long sleeve no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know what I love about seeing this uh, this school ID is that I do get a picture of the, the of the riot, riot here. And he, okay, he actually looks different than I thought. For those listening at home, he does not, if you would imagine that he has feet, he doesn't have feet. He has arms, he has jacked arms. Um, and then just flame behind him. So I guess he flies, he doesn't need feet. <laughs> the, the nature of the flame of the riot is what propels him forward, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the he's propelled forward by the flame and he does have extremely jacked arms for when he gets to wherever he's going. <laughs> He looks friendly. He does look friendly. He has a kind, he has a kind face. Okay, let's look at your next photo here. What did I, oh, so this I love the style. This, Are you, I don't know if you can tell, I wanted to mm -hmm. use this one because I am wearing my CVS pharmacy uniform. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, <laughs> are we working at CVS here? We absolutely are. Um, I worked like eight to 12 hours a week. Um, and thought I was like the poster child for working class teens. <laughs> it was like, ugh, I have to work. And it was literally just like saving up money so that like my friend's older brother could buy us like a 30 pack of Natty Light that weekend. <laughs> Do you remember what you made? I think it was $7.25 an hour. Damn. I made $5.25 at Subway. Oh, fuck. Because I remember... <laughs> I remember in college coming back and working as a housekeeper at the Inn by the Sea and making like eight twenty five and being like, fuck yeah. Fuck CVS. <laughs> yeah. Were so were your coworkers other students or were your coworkers like adult people that are working at the they, CVS? They were mostly adult people. There were there was an occasional like colleague that was also a teen but it was mostly it was most people who had like gone to my high school and then kind of gone the route of becoming like a CVS shift got it yes got it absolutely at my job I was constantly just like violently hung over there because I mean like I, I really did like to party but I was still you know like learning how to handle my liquor and like as in that just like not handling my liquor and just mm -hmm. having the worst hangovers of my life at age 17. <laughs> See, that's wild because I don't remember hangovers coming into my life at that time. Yeah. So you must have really been out going at it. Yeah, we we went because sometimes people I'm like, I, I know I'm I'm kind of I party now and I'm like, I think I partied hardest in my high school days. <laughs> like high school Irene really went hard. <laughs> So were your, were your parents aware at all that this was going on? Did you ever get caught in trouble, anything like that? They weren't at first. Um, and I think the first time, because I remember when I did get caught, my mom was like, are you just hungover all the time? Like, how do you play this off? <laughs> but the first time I got caught, I believe was when I had a party at our house. And mm. um, someone left a cigar in my trash can and then they found a Bud Light like in the cushions between like the couch cushions. Um. God damn it. <laughs> like, 
it's always there's always one person at your party who does so, like it just has to be one person who is like i'm gonna put a beer in the couch cushions yeah right and also who the fuck was smoking a cigar <laughs> yeah first of all who is the kid who was smoking a cigar but the cigar alone i feel like you could have played off and been like i don't know why that cigar is there yeah i feel like i wasn't even smart about anything though like I feel like I probably like took the recycling out and like put it in my parents' recycling, just like a bag full of beer cans. It <laughs> was like, that'll do. They'll never catch you won't me. look at this. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so who is Tina Irene dating at this time? You mentioned the crush. Like what's what's going on in your love life? I mean, you're popular, you're partying. Yes. So the one point where I would say I like didn't feel popular is that a lot of girls were mean and would like were like slut shaming you know oh yeah 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 I was known as being a hoe um foreshadowing which is I mean but it was I felt like it was an era of I mean women have always been slut shamed forever but as we've been looking back at the early 2000s it was a very like I feel like there was a little bit of a moral panic around like girls being too sexy there was, it was, I would say slut shaming was in its prime. And I think because of that, like I did embrace often like the like guys, gal, pick me girl energy, um, mm-hmm. which is shameful. But also I think it was part of that time of that culture because like the girls were really fucking mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's like, that's the insidious nature of the whole thing because it's like, well, I'm going to get into it, but it's like the patriarchy makes these girls be mean to you. It like, they, it drives us all apart. It teaches us to be mean to each other so that we don't form alliances. You were forced to be a pick me girl by the, the system. <laughs> I was going to say it was a systemic issue. <laughs> <laughs> it was the system that made you a pick me girl. <laughs> and like, I feel like I know of all the women who like were mean to me. And like, if we all got together now, like they're all really cool women now. And we, we'd all be like, what the fuck was that? You know, <laughs> like we have since learned, mm-hmm. but yeah, absolutely. I was, I was, I was Falcon in high school. Um, and I didn't get my first boyfriend until senior year, which ripped me apart. Like all through high school, it was like, why doesn't anyone, you know, want me? Why doesn't anyone love me? And then I dated this guy senior year. Um, speaking of being a pick me girl, he mm-hmm. would come to CVS <laughs> during my 20 minute break. Cause I had like a four hour shift or like 15, mm-hmm. 20 minute break. And I would go into his truck and blow him <laughs> and then go on back. your break. On your break. break. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, once again, drive to like the nearby woods. It's so funny because when you started the story, I was like, oh, it's cute that he's coming to your work. (laughs) Uh, Chris, if you're listening now, (laughs) I take it. Oh, no. Okay. So not the height of romance. Was he another boy at your school? school or yeah, where did you find school. him he was in my grade he was on the swim team he was super tall Oof. Uh, he I think I was really excited that someone liked me back we dated for like three months and I was like I think I'm in love and then like the next day I was like actually I think I don't like him at all um <laughs> classic and then I remember I knew I wanted to break up with him but like winter ball was that weekend so I was like well we'll wait until after winter ball mm-hmm. um, 
dress and everything but then he could like pick up on the energy at the winter ball and was like what's going on like on the ride home Mm -hmm. and then I like broke down and was like I don't want to be your girlfriend anymore Um, oh so after it, it it broke it fell apart immediately after the winter ball yeah like in the ride home it was it was very oh that's sad that's really that 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 probably hurt him (laughs) you know it's interesting because I also we started dating at the homecoming dance and I had taken a bunch of Adderall um I got really into like recreationally taking Adderall my senior year of high school god bless yeah great time um (laughs) that was the year of recreationally taking Adderall I was so hyped up on Adderall that he was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. (laughs) What else are we doing? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's an important lesson to learn that sometimes you'll agree to be someone's girlfriend just because of the drugs that you take. Wait until the Adderall wears off until you make life decisions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So an important lesson that Mm -hmm. was learned, Um, but you had had sex before that. Yeah, and I remember he... Like I started, we started dating and I was like, well, time to have sex. And he wanted to wait. And I was kind of like offended by that. But yeah. Cause you had like, already, I'm not going to push you, but like, why don't you want to have sex with me? <laughs> and he was like, well, I want it to be special. And I was like, okay, weird. Um, okay. So he'll drive to your work for 20, <laughs> like for a quick car blow job, but he doesn't want to have sex because he wants, okay. You know yeah. what? People See, contain yeah. multitudes. Anyone, <laughs> he's allowed to want what he wants. You're allowed to want what you want. <laughs> just have sex. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna do some either or questions now. We're gonna. I feel like a lot of these we've gotten to a lot of these topics, but I'm going to. We're gonna round out the picture of Teen Irene. Beautiful. So, um, good student or bad student? Good student, straight A's. Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. Do you think that like straight A's like enabled you to be party girl more? Yes. I think it got like got my parents off the trail, you know? <laughs> like, um, okay. She's high achieving. Yeah. I have a distinct memory of like, um, we tried out this new thing in high, in my high school where like they mixed honors and non-honors together so that everyone was like an equal playing field kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't work out that well, but, um, I remember, so I was like, I remember this kid who's out in front of me, um, was not in honors bio, but I was honors bio or like, I don't remember what class it was, but anyway, he like was passing my test to me and he saw like a high score on it. And he was mm-hmm. just like, Oh damn, Irene, I thought you were just a burnout. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I'm one of the honors bio kids. <laughs> you fucking dick. Like I can be a burnout, a whore, and an honors kid. Yeah, expand or, your we, mind. Yeah, we didn't know that yet about girls. Girl boss. No, you didn't even know. Yeah, true. You were walking the walk, and you didn't even realize your full power probably at that time. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I mean, that's like the story of literally everything <laughs> to do with high school and that time. Um, okay, mad at mom and dad or cool with mom and dad? Um, very classic, I'm mad at mom, dad's chill. What were the big flashpoints between like you and your mom? 
Well, my the mom proxy wars. Like it originated in when I was going through puberty in middle school. She was going through menopause, so it was just like a storm of emotions. A lot. <laughs> I think it's a lot. All through high school to like recover from the things we said to each other during that time. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was very like stereotypical. Like you don't understand me. Um, and then she was like, you're a brat. Both points were made on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Nobody was wrong. Nobody was right. Everybody was hormonal as fuck. <laughs> like, Why are you wearing that? Why are you wearing that makeup? It looks horrible. It did. But like, that was mean of her to say. <laughs> yeah. And you and every, every, uh, everyone in the world, actually, I'm not even going to gender it. Everyone has a right as a teenager to go out in horrible makeup that you think makes you look <laughs> yes. really good. Uh-huh. That's just a God-given right that every person should have. You got to let them live. Yeah. You got to let kids look like absolute garbage, but think that they <laughs> are like the flies they've ever been. And then eventually like it'll all even out. It totally, it'll all work out. I looked completely insane for all four years of high school. And now like, I mean, I have my quirky style, but I think it's evened out a little bit. <laughs> and your makeup always looks beautiful. Thank you so much. Okay, enough about your beautiful makeup. Um, <laughs> let's see, what are my other questions that I've got here? Oh, here's a really big question. Ryan or Seth? Oh, Seth. Yeah, I... everyone, everyone says Seth. I mean, he's... <laughs> I was obsessed with the OC. I didn't, we didn't have cable. Um, so I would like run home from basketball practice and throw, throw it on, on like my, whatever would come in on like the public channels and then call up my friend on the phone and mm-hmm. me like what was happening on screen. Cause I could hear the audio. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I was a big OC fan. And then I recently had, um, during, um, lockdown, whenever that was now two years ago, year ago or maybe it's still happening <laughs> i had they put they put the oc on hulu um so obviously i made garrett my boyfriend um watch it with me and he was like um because like seth loves like comics he's like very sarcastic he loves video games and garrett was like are you are you dating me to live out like your childhood teen crush <laughs> like, i they're all of my traits <laughs> i think there are a lot of women in this world who <laughs> are filling a Seth Cohen shaped void in their heart with other other kind of indie guys. <laughs> um, I would like print out photos of him on the home computer, use up all the ink to like tape it to my wall next to my bed. I loved him. Like I really loved him so much. And I really um I'm glad that he's back. Yeah and the high quality the the rewatch is is good quality and he is really fucking funny and charming (laughs) he's I mean it's a real like it's a really 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 well-written character and it's really well done he Seth always hits every time and couldn't be done without Adam Brody's performance another thing about the OC this is just an OC fun fact is that Adam Brody wears those like penguin sweaters in it and the reason the costume designer did that was because like only like older men wore those at that time and like it was supposed to be like oh Seth doesn't like know style so he's like wearing his dad's sweaters but then it became like the indie boy uniform to wear them yeah he was like hipster boy before that was the thing 
And the OC also invented the word asshat. It did? I thought you were going to say Chrismica. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely Chrismica. And it is Chrismica right now. Is where <laughs> we're recording on Chrismica. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm so glad you brought up Garrett because that was my final. Oh, yes. I want to round this out because you are currently dating someone you knew in high school. Yes. And I think that's fantastic. So what was your relationship to him in high school? Yeah. So we always like to clarify that we are not high school sweethearts. No. Adult um, sweethearts, high school acquaintances. We're a bit edgier than that. Um, yeah. We we met in eighth grade. I like, distinctly remember him like coming over with a group of guys that my friend invited over in a skateboard. And <laughs> Elise knows my boyfriend. He um, doesn't he's gonna be so mad at me he doesn't have hair anymore <laughs> I remember that he came over with like this long luscious blonde hair and like and like let himself into my home and like sat down Garrett was blonde this guy yeah wow that changes everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like a long haired skater boy and I was like who the fuck is this guy and I was like and then I remember my sister was like who's that he's hot and I was like huh he is hot um and then we went to high school together we were always pals um Mm -hmm. we had a lot of classes together I remember because our days were split up between red days and white days red riots and then Uh, of course color um and on one day we had like almost all our classes together so we called them like Garrett and Irene days and we would like walk to class together Um, (laughs) that's a very that's like sweeter than being high school sweethearts by like a lot we were definitely like high school flirty I remember last time I did um the roast the live Mm -hmm. roast I had found my diary I was reading from my diary and I'd found Mm -hmm. an entry that I didn't know existed where I'm talking about how he and I grinded at the winter ball here's the winter ball again like five (laughs) (laughs) but the winter ball is like it went down at the winter ball drama happens at the winter ball um, but the whole entry is about another guy who I had a crush on that people were like mad at me for because of all this other drama. But so then it's just like, well, I grinded with Garrett. Oops, I said his name. Leave his last name. You might want that edited out. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> if you want to give his address too, we'll just do that. I'm going to talk to my boyfriend on this. <laughs> Call him Balls and then talk to him. Uh-huh. Call him Balls, say his full name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I grinded with Garrett at the winter ball like five times and no one cared about that. So we were grinding. We were on grinding terms. <laughs> okay. Because that was, that was a, a type of terms to be on. Yeah. A, a dance grinding terms I definitely thought he was cute he was the number one lacrosse scorer in the state at one point so he was like an impressive wow player. um yeah and then we weren't really friends like we would like text and see each other during the holidays um in college and then he and I were like dating other people and then we, I think he has since admitted that he found out that my boy, my ex and I had broken up. So he like sent a text to me, quote unquote, on accident. But then it was not out. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's actually like insanely precious. Do you think that if like you, if you were to see teen Irene and you were like, I'm actually with Garrett, she'd be like, hell yeah. I think she would be like, wait, what? But like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Looking back, it makes sense. You know what I mean? And other people have said that too, who knew us in high school are like, yeah, it totally makes sense that you guys, like I saw that coming. Um, 
but yeah then he's like I'm gonna be in New York let's hang out and then we hung out Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean it really is again you're not high school sweethearts but it's the best way to be high school sweethearts is to like have an entire life apart in between high school and getting together we both really like grew out of South Portland, Maine too, I think in ways that like we really like grew up and kind of like found things that we were passionate about, became much more like progressive people like moved to places that informed that and then came mm-hmm. back together and like had the same ideologies and like politics and we're like, hell yeah. So. Yeah, like, oh shit, you were kind of on the same little journey as yeah. me. <laughs> nice to nice to end up in the same place. All right, Irene. That's beautiful. Um, I have, okay, I have two more questions for you. Number one, do you remember any big rumors, uh, pieces of gossip, scandals from your time at high school? Like about me or about other Doesn't people? have to be about you. It can be before you. Anything that was just like a, a lighting the halls with buzz. Um... I remember there was like, ugh, obviously it was like a slut shaming thing. Like this one girl. Any of them are. One, <laughs> Many are. Anal and then she like shit everywhere. And like to this day, I'm afraid to do anal because of it. That's it. Um, you, you would be, you wouldn't be surprised, but a large number of them are about uh, anal mishaps. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think teens were trying anal either you know some of them for Jesus and some for just boredom and we weren't given the right resources of knowing of how to prep for that sort of event absolutely not and also like it was still you know the eating butt renaissance had not happened true, and true. so it was still uh very very shameful mm-hmm. uh to be doing any of that stuff and yet obviously it was happening because uh, very many times when I answer this question, it's about anals. <laughs> These poor girls who are probably like absolutely like persuaded into it. And yeah. Become the. I remember there was also a, a nude scandal that was big. Where ooh, that was a that's a big one that comes up too, and that happened at my high school too. There was a like I I mean I feel like we were at the the cutting edge of nude scandals yeah. being able to happen like absolutely non-consensual like disgusting like and then like sharing it around the school I think like adults got it at one point like it was out of control yeah and like it was the wild west at that time of like there was no check on that like if you like if if it happened to you as a girl like it was always just kind of thought like well you shouldn't have sent nudes you dumb dumb absolute like victim me shaming slut shaming and it would like ruin their lives for like, like imagine having to walk into your high school while everyone had just looked at the picture of your boobs on their like little flip phone. Yeah. And um, everybody's making fun of you and everybody's talking about it. And like, mm-hmm. if that happens to you freshman year, then it's like, well, fuck me for four yeah. years. <laughs> I, I'm sure that like all manner of horrible things are still happening, but I do think at least now it's like, there are states that have revenge porn laws on the books. And like, it is kind of understood that like, you should not non-consensually send someone's nudes around. But then I feel like it was like, no, if you send nudes, like 
you're asking for your nudes to be sent to anyone then you're then you're officially a pornographer a public pornographer culture was not existent in our high school times it was like you said the wild west (laughs) it really (laughs) unchecked uh it it's it's very wild to look back and see it because um I I also like wasn't concerned with like feminism at that time at all so I wasn't like applying a feminist lens to literally anything but I think I would have felt like I was like things are really good for women like I fucking (laughs) I fucking roll with the boys every day and it rocks and then it's like you take a step back and it's like oh my god this is actually horrific the culture is horrifying yeah my mom works at my high school um now and she was like telling me about like the sensitivity training they have to do with like using correct pronouns and I was like that's incredible that would have never (laughs) happened while I was there (laughs) no I mean when I was at my high school kids didn't come out as gay like we would like use homophobic slurs in front of teachers and they were like that's fine (laughs) yeah but if you said fuck you'd be in trouble but you could say other f words and it would be fine (laughs) yeah yeah but if you use spaghetti straps you can say full slurs but if you have spaghetti straps you get detention okay well we could go that's something we could talk about forever my final question for you irene is if you could talk to teen irene today what would you tell her oh man i think honestly yeah the big one is like don't let don't let those people get to your head about all that slut shaming. <laughs> like you're gonna come out on top with it. You're gonna come out proud of it. Um, yeah, and like, cause I really did let them like, I internalized it for a long time. Um, and some could argue to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I was gonna ask like, do you think it informs your work now? Yeah, um, for listeners, I am a stripper, sex worker. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a time where I like realized that all those people and the things they said were wrong and I wanted to mm-hmm. like kind of take back the narrative, but it's been a journey of um, unlearning the, the slut shame culture. Absolutely. And for everyone listening at home, Irene, why don't you tell them where they can read your work on that very subject, where they can find you, follow you, learn more from you. Give it, Absolutely. give it. I am, I have, I've written some articles about it for Batches. Um, mm-hmm. I write a, the Old Pro newsletter. It's for Old Pros Online. They, I do their social media too on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can find them at Old Pros Online. And then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Lana Del Slay with two E's after the Y. Beautiful. Um, my stripper name. And yeah. That's beautiful, Irene. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. For everyone listening at home, I will have all the pictures from the episode up on my Instagram like within 24 hours of the episode coming out. Sometimes I have other stuff to do. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. it'll be like within 24 hours of the episode coming out. And um, you can see them there on my Instagram. That's at Pandalise, P-A-N-D-A-L-I-S-E. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review the podcast. And uh, until next time, this has been the Roast of Your Teenage Self podcast. <laughs>